بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين اللهم اغفر لنا ولشيخنا واحفظه وارفع قدره وللمسلمين أجمعين أما بعد قال المؤلف رحمه الله باب ما جاء في السحر وقول الله تعالى ولقد علموا لمن اشتراه ما له في الآخرة من خلاق وقوله يؤمنون بالجبت والطاغوت عمر رضي الله عنه زبوتي تفسد that الجبت is magic, sorcery while الطاغوت is الشيطان جابر رضي الله عنه زبوتي تفسد that الطاغوت are soothsayers upon whom the devil, devil alights and every tribe has one Abu Huraira رضي الله عنه زبوتي to have heard the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم saying save yourself from the seven destroyers the companions رضي الله تعالى عنهم asked O Messenger of Allah, what are those? He sallallahu wasallam, said to associate anything with Allah. Sorcery, without any just cause, killing a life Allah has forbidden, taking interest, usurping the wealth of orphans, turning back from the battlefield, and making a false accusation against the chaste but unmindful woman. Jundub radiallahu anhu narrated the following marfu hadith in a tirmidhi, the punishment for the, for the sorcerers and magicians is that he be struck with the sword. Umar ibn Khattab wrote, execute every sorcerer or sorceress. And he mentioned, so Bajala continued, we executed three sorcerers. Hafsa has reported to have ordered an, an execution of a slave woman who practiced sorcery on her and she was executed. Such an, such an event has also been reported through Jundub According to Imam Ahmed rahimahullah, Execution of sorcerers is testified by three companions of the Prophet sallallahu Umar, Hafsa, and Jundub. So we'll carry on with Kitab Tawheed, Aladhi Hu Haqqul Abid, Ya'anallahi Haqqul Lahi Ala Al-Abid, the book of Kitab Tawheed, the Shaykh Muhammad Abdul Wahab, Rahimahullah Ta'ala, Rahmatullah Wasi'a. We've reached the chapter of 24, I believe, sir. Daib. So we're almost halfway through the book. Uh, once we get to 30, inshallah, we'll have the mid-exam. Uh, so probably next week or the week after, we'll complete 30. Chapters and then we'll have an exam inshallah This chapter relates to this chapter and the three or four chapters after it Relate or the two chapters after it relate to magic Sorcery When the Shaykh rahimahullah ta'ala talked about Some of the asbab of wuqu' shirk Some of the reasons why shirk has taken place in this ummah and those before us He is now going into other types of shirk As we said the book Kitab Tawheed talks about the book of Tawheed Talks about the Tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And everything that decreases it Or gets rid of it Nullifies it in totality And these things that the Shaykh rahimahullah is going to mention Are those things that nullify One's Tawheed So before going into the back chapter Taqseelul Bab inshallah Taqseel al-Bab And we're going to talk about six different masail. The first being as-sihru lughatan wa The very first masala is 
the definition of sihr linguistically and in the terminology of the people of knowledge or in the terminology of the sharia linguistically a sihr means ma khafiya wa latufa sababuhu ma khafiya wa sababuhu وَلَطُفَ سَبَبُهُ Linguistically, sihr means that which is hidden and its reason is not known. That which is hidden and has certain reactions and the reason for those reactions are unknown. They're hidden. To the majority of people And according to the Sharia <coughs> Sihr is Azaimu Waruqa Azaimu Waruqa Wa'uqadun وعقد يستعملها الساحر يستعملها الساحر مع الاستعانة مع الاستعانة بالشياطين عزائم ورقى وعقد يستعملها الساحر مع الاستعانة بالشياطين لتأثير 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 في القلوب والأبدان في القلوب والأبدان So according to the Sharia, magic is incantations, spells or words, specific spells or words, or knots, knots that you tie. يستعملها الساحر that the magician uses that the magician uses with the help of the shayateen with the help of the shayateen the devils so that it affects the hearts and the body it affects the hearts and the body or the heart and the body or the hearts and the bodies of people so in summary magic is something that a person blows into or spells that they try to cast in which they use the help of the shayateen they seek and use 
the help and the service of the shayateen of the devils in order to affect the person that is the mas'ul the person that is that the magic is being performed on in order to affect harm the person that the magic is being performed on so that is the meaning of a sihr that's the first mas'ala the sex ma- the next mas'ala is maqsudul bab the next mas'ala is maqsudul bab the objective of this chapter the reason why the sheikh rahimahullah mentions this And the, uh, the maqsood is bayanu ma jaa fi sihri bayanu ma jaa fi sihri min al-wa'idi wa munafatihi litawhid wa munafatihi litawhidi idh لا يتأتى السحر إذ لا يتأتى السحر لا يتأتى السحر بدون شرك and the answer or the maqsood objective is بيان ما جاء في السحر clarifying that which has been narrated with regards to sihr narrated from where from the Quran and the Sunnah من الوعيدي in that which there's a severe threat and a punishment for the one that does it ومنافاته للتوحيد and the fact that it negates توحيد because shirk cannot because sihr cannot take place except with it being shirk sihr cannot take place except it being shirk except a person falling into shirk so the magician the sorcerer who is harming people there's no way that he can help people and no way that he can harm people unless he serves the shayateen and the devils so they do him a favor uh, by harming and telling him certain things lacking <clears throat> he has to first forfeit a part of his religion and give the right of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to other than Allah jalla wa ala or to belittle uh, the signs and the monuments of the sharia of Islam so based on that you can take a qaida a qaida a very important principle which is as-sihru fi haqiqatihi shar'iyya as-sihru في حقيقته الشرعية لا يكون إلا شركا أكبر لا يكون إلا شركا أكبر and the meaning of this is the reality of سحر according to the شريعة is that it is major shirk so sihr cannot be performed except with major 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 sihr 
a major shirk. And the reason why it's important to know that is because now the shirk says what? In this chapter, what does he say? Babu The chapter of that which has been narrated with regards to shirk. And then the next chapter, inshallah, we're going to see the shirk say, Bayanu. In which he's going to clarify types of shirk, uh, types of sihr, afwan. So here he's talking about sihr. So in this chapter that we're starting with today, that is the sihr according to the sharia. That entails major shirk. The next chapter, as we'll see, inshallah, talks about that which is called shirk. It's called sihr, like it is not. The sihig that we're talking about now, which takes a person outside of Islam. Is that understood? طيب. The third mas'ala is As-sihig, magic, sorcery, is of two types. Min hukum When we're looking at the ruling of it. When we're looking at the ruling of it. The first is Sihrun Kufri or Sihrun Yakfuru Sahibuhu Bihi Sihrun Yakfuru Sahibuhu Bihi It is the Sihr that if a person falls into it they become a Kafir, a Mushrik like Why do they become a Mushrik? Because he needs to commit Shirk for there to be sihr in the first place طيب. So that's the first type And the second type is Sihrun Yakunu wasilatan ila shirk It is sihr Yakunu wasilatan ila shirk Which leads Which can be a path And a means to falling into shirk So this type is not sihr itself Like it can lead to it For example when someone's using trickery, the trickery of the hands and the quickness Relying on the quickness of the hands And pretending to do something when in reality they're not doing something Or using certain medicines and then putting your hands Or certain lotions or cream and then putting your hand in fire and saying It's not burning me when in reality it's the It's the protection of that cream that you're using That is Sihir in the sense that it scares the people Or people will be amazed by it Like in that is not the reality of sihir That the Shaykh Rahimahullah mentions And this is the type that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned about the people of Fir'aun فَلَمَّا أَنْقَوْ سَحَرُوا أَعْيُونَ النَّاسِ So it was the people that when they were looking at it It, was, it seemed like it were Or they were snakes that were moving around When in reality it was just ropes so sometimes that can happen. For example, a magician can turn paper into money. Turn paper into money. Like it's not real money. It's not even, it doesn't exist. It's something that is only falling the eye. And then, for example, you can give it to the shopkeeper and the shopkeeper takes it thinking it's normal, whether it's coins or notes. They put it in the till and then a day later or maybe in the afternoon, they look at it and it's paper, blank paper. So that is sihr in the sense that it fools the people is like in it doesn't uh, what is it doesn't take a person outside of Islam because that is not the sihr 
that a person uses or, uh, that a person commits shirk to get to is that understood so these are the two types of sihr what are they sihr that a person disbelieves and becomes a mushrik why do they become a mushrik hmm? no, they need to commit shirk before the before shaitan actually does you a favor or does whatever it is that you want them to do to carry out right and the second type is what it can lead to shrink like it is not shrink in of itself right the fourth masala is so which which type is the shaykh referring to in this chapter the first type that takes a person outside of islam and how do we know that because of the evidence that is mentioned because of the evidence that he's going to mention, inshallah. The fourth masala is Adilla to Kufri Sihir. The evidence of showing that Sihir is Kufr is disbelief. And these evidences are many, like and we're only going to mention four. We're only going to mention four, huh? Two. Two. Two types of Sihir. From the angle of the hukum, the angle of the ruling, from the perspective of the ruling of whether halal, haram, shirk, or not, not shirk, and so on. The third masala is evidences of a shirk. Evidences of shirk. The shirk rahimahullah mentions the first verse, and the majority of these evidences can be taken from the long verse in Surah Al Baqarah. The first evidence is the verse of Allah Jalla wa'ala in Surah Al-Baqarah, verse 102 where Allah Jalla wa says kafaru kafaru Where Allah Jalla wa'ala says Sulaiman did not believe Lakin the shayateen, the devils, they disbelieved And why? Because they were teaching the people Sihir And the story of that is That they accused Sulaiman Of committing shirk uh, Committing sihir And that's how Everything was under his Or Allah Jalla wa'ala Or how he was able to Get the shayati or the devils The jinn the jin to work for him So obviously Allah Jalla wa'ala gave Sulaiman Some miracles as a prophet Lakin they said the reason why he was performing these miracles and it worked for him is because he was a magician. And then Allah Jalla wa'ala rebuked them by saying, وَمَا كَفَرُ السُلَيْمَانِ وَلَكِنَّ شَيَاطِينَ كَفَرُوا لَكِنَّ الشَّيَاطِينَ disbelieved. لماذا? Why is that? يُعَلِّمُونَ النَّاسَ السِّحِرِ So Allah Jalla wa'ala says that the devils believed, so he freed, so the wajud dalala is that Allah Jalla wa'ala freed Sulaiman from falling into shir, into kufr, into disbelief and Allah says that the shayateen fell into disbelief and the reason is because they taught sihr they taught sihr so that is the first evidence the second part of the verse that shows that sihr is kufr is the verse of Allah or the part that says وَمَا يُعَلِّمَانِ مِنْ أَحَدٍ حَتَّى يَقُولَ إِنَّمَا نَحْنُ فِتْنَةٌ فَلَا تَكْفُرْ when Allah Jalla wa'ala in the same verse was talking about the angels, the two angels that were teaching sihr, Allah Jalla wa'ala mentions that they would say, وَمَا يُعَلِّمَانِ مَنْ أَحَدٍ They would not teach anyone except that they would say to them, إِنَّمَا نَحْنُ فِتْنَةٌ فَلَا تَكْفُرْ 
So they would warn them in advance, these angels before teaching these people Sihr, they would warn them in advance and say, Verily, we are a fitna, fala taqfur. Yani this thing that you are learning, it is a fitna, so do not disbelieve. Fala taqfur. So the fact that they warn them that if they fall into this fitna, it is kufr, that is how we take from the verse the fact that Sihr is kufr. Also, Allah Jalla wa Ala says, وَلَقَدْ عَلِمُوا لَمَنْ اشْتَرَاهُ مَا لَهُ فِي الْآخِرَةِ مِنْ خَلَاقٍ And they knew, meaning the people of the book, specifically the Jews, they knew that the person who buys it with his religion, meaning the person who takes part in it, or partakes in a sihr, مَا لَهُ فِي الْآخِرَةِ مِنْ خَلَاقٍ He has no portion or no, no share in the akhirah. Where's the mahalu shahid, the wajhu dalala? The Mahalushai, the point of evidence. Who is the one that has no part in the Akhirah? The, 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 the Mushrik or the Kafir. Why? Because the Aqid of the Muslims is what? That if a person who is a Muwahid, a Muslim, he dies upon regardless of what sins, where is his end abode? Jannah to Firdaus. Jannah, inshallah. Regardless, even if they go into hell. Because Allah Jalla says, will command for anyone who has. An atom's weight of iman in his atom's, atom's amount of iman in his heart to be taken out of the fire. Like when Allah Jalla says, when they don't have any nasib, any portion, or any share in the akhirah, that proves that they are what? Non Muslim. That they are a kafir. Are these three evidences understood? What was the first evidence? One verse, three different. Huh? Who can explain? How it is proof? Um, they assume that he was performing sihr to be able to command the jinn, and then Allah said he did not disbelieve. He freed Sulaiman from committing sihr, and he said, "Like in the shayateen disbelieved." And then Allah says, "Why you alimun al sihr?" The second verse is what. They would not teach anyone except They would say do not disbelieve We are a fitna We are fitna do not disbelieve So the fact that if you learn it Then you will fall into disbelief And the third part is what? The last part Where's the point of evidence? Khalaq means nasib, hav. Doesn't have a portion or a share of the akhirah. And anyone that doesn't have any share in the akhirah is what? Naam. Taib. And then also the fourth type of evidence is the verse of Allah Jalla wa ala. Wala yuflihu sahiru haythu ata. Wala yuflihu asahiru haythu ata in Surah Taha, verse 69. Also the verse of Allah Jalla wa ala in Surah Yunus, verse 77. Wala yuflihu sahirun. In these two verses, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that the magicians will never be successful. In the first verse, the magician or the sorcerer will never be successful wherever they go. And then Allah also in the second verse says that the sorcerers or the magicians will never be successful. And the mahalu shahid is nafyu al-falah. The fact that success has been negated from that individual, from the magician, shows that they are a non-Muslim. 
it shows that they are, they have fallen into kufr. And there are other evidences as we shall see inshallah. That's the fourth mas'ala. Now it's the fifth mas'ala, right? Hukmu aw uqubatu asahir. Hukmu, the ruling, wa uqubatu, and the punishment of the sahir. The ruling of the sahir is that if they fall into sihr, that is the known sihr in the sharia in which they use an, the aid and the help of the devils, the shayateen, then they have fallen into kufr and disbelief. They have fallen into disbelief. And they are to be killed. They are to be killed. Because they have apostated from the religion of Islam. Like in the one that carries this out is the Imam, the leader, and that is not left to the common people. And that goes with all of the hudud or the prescribed punishments of the sharia. The only one that can perform it is the imam, the leader, the Muslim ruler, or those who he places in charge. And it is not for the common people to carry out capital punishments. And not only that, like, you know, obviously these are carried out in Muslim lands. So you can't say because we're not in a Muslim land, we're going to carry out and take the law or the sharia into our own hands. That is not permissible. As for the re, if the person repents, do we ask the magician to repent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And do we accept his repentance? The answer is, as for his repentance, then that's between him and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if a, a magician or sorcerer is caught, or they acknowledge that they've done magic, they are told to repent because that repenting will help his case in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yawm al-Qiyamah, it may benefit him if he is truthful, if he is truthful. Lakin, in any case, he is to be killed. In any case, he is to be killed because we're not safe from him performing magic. We're not safe from him performing magic on anyone else. And it is a type of knowledge that he knows. So any time that he wants, he can perform sihr on someone. And the evidence for this is the actions of the Sahaba, as we shall see in the chapter, inshallah. The last mas'ala, number one, number six. The last mas'ala is, sihr is of two types. Min haythul athar. When we're talking about the reaction or the, the trace that it, or the effect that it has on people. Sihir is of two types. When we're looking at the effect that it has on the one that it is being performed on.
The first type is Sihrun Takhili. Sihrun Takhiliun. Magic which is illusionary. It is not something that actually exists. It is not something that is there like in the magician does something or the person does something to make you feel that it is in front of you. Like the sihr of the people of <coughs> Musa alayhi salam. Or the sihr that a person changes a bottle of water to a pen. Taban, it's not actually been changed to a pen. Lakin it is being changed according to the to the eye of the person. So when you look at it, you think it is. Lakin in reality it is not changing. Because if that was the case, then every magician would be a millionaire. Because they would change everything into what? Money. Like in the fact that they can't do that shows that it is illusionary. The second type is Sihrun Haqiqiyun. Sihrun Haqiqiyun. Sihrun Haqiqiyun. وَهَذَا الَّذِي يُؤَثِرُ فِي الْأَبْدَانِ وَالْقُلُوبِ سِحْرٌ حَقِيقٌ وَهَذَا هُوَ الَّذِي يُؤَثِّرُ فِي الْعُقْفِ الْأَبْدَانِ وَالْقُلُوبِ سِحْرٌ which is a reality is something that is actually there you're not imagining it really is there Allah جل وعلا says فيتعلمون منهما ما يفرقون بين المرء وزوجي ما يفرقون بين المرء وزوجي so that type of sihr that Allah Jalla wa'ala mentions in that verse in Surah Al-Baqarah, in the verse in Surah Al-Baqarah, Allah mentions that from the things that they are teaching, from the types of sihr, is ma yufarriqu bayna al-mar'i wa that which causes a man and his wife, husband and wife, to, uh, to, to leave one another, and for there to be disputes and divorce and so on. So the fact that that takes place, it shows it is a reality. It is not something that you're imagining. So when you see a person being performed magic on, he may come home and he sees his family, his wife, as, as if she's this shaitan devil or something like that, where he cannot enter the home. So that is haqiqi, it's something that is actually there. And that is the type that was performed on the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Uh, one of the Jews that lived in Medina with the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, Labid ibn Asam, performed sihr on the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And Aisha radiallahu anha, she mentioned that the Prophet would think that he had done something that can, he hasn't done it yet. So that was the type that was performed on the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Like, there are three masail, three issues that we need to know. With regards to the magic that was done on the Prophet ﷺ. By the way, where did we study this chapter? Nawaqud al-Islam. What? Naqid? Seventh, excellent. The very first one is that the sihr that was performed on the Prophet ﷺ, it was only to do with his body. It was only to do with his body and his limbs. Akin, it did not harm his aql, his mind, nor his heart. 
Secondly, that sihr that was performed on the Prophet ﷺ, it did not have an effect on the revelation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. On the revelation that was coming down upon the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Because the revelation is mahfuz, it's protected, it's preserved. Allah Jalla says, Inna nahnu zanna dhikra wa inna lahu lahafidhun. And this is important to know because if you acknowledge that sihr was done on the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, a person might turn around and say, Tayyip, how do we know that this Qur'an or parts of the Qur'an did not come down while the Prophet was in a state of what? While the magic, in the state of sahib, when the magic was performed on him. So how do we know it wasn't the shayateen that were giving him these words and it wasn't actually Jibreel? Like in that is, that doesn't, that is impossible because Allah Jalla wa'ala preserved the revelation. And the third mas'ala is, the third mas'ala is that to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, it was a normal illness. It affected the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam and it was like any normal illness to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So it was able to be done on the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. It was possible to do that to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam because obviously, like anyone else, he sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he gets sick and he sometimes is not well. Then if we go into the chapter Now the reason why these six points I mentioned them Is because inshallah it will help us in the next two chapters as well So the shaykh says Rahimahullah Babu ma jaa fi sihir Min al-wa'idi Min al-wa'idi al-shadid Babu The chapter of that which has been narrated With regards to sihir magic And the type that is mentioned The magic that he's referring to here Is the magic that takes a person out of Islam that entails shirk. وقوله تعالى and the verse of Allah جل وعلا ولقد علموا لمن اشترى ولمن اشتراه ما له في الآخرة من خلاق. The verse that we mentioned earlier on, in which Allah جل وعلا says verily they knew that the one who buys sihr or takes part in sihr, there is no part portion or حظ for him in the آخرة. And the one that has no portion or no reward in the آخرة is only the one. The non-believer, the mushrik, the person who is not a believer Because the aqeedah of the Muslims is that If a person dies upon the tawheed of Allah Without committing shirk Then Allah Jalla wa'ala will forgive uh, May forgive him or her for the sins that they committed Inna Allah la yaghfiru an yushirka bihi wa yaghfiru ma duna dhanika liman yasha' Allah Jalla wa'ala says that he does not forgive shirk If a person dies upon it, lakin Anything less than that, then Allah Jalla wa'ala may forgive, depending on Allah Jalla wa'ala's will. وَقَوْلُهُ يُؤْمِنُونَ بِالْجِبْتِ وَالطَّاغُوتِ And the verse of Allah Jalla wa'ala, يُؤْمِنُونَ بِالْجِبْتِ وَالطَّاغُوتِ يُؤْمِنُونَ بِالْجِبْتِ وَالطَّاغُوتِ So with regards to the verse first, the wajhu dalala is, if you just go back to the first verse, the wajhu dalala is, إن النفي الخلاقي عن الساحر إن النفي الخلاقي عن الساحر في الآخرة دليل على كفره لأن هذا لم يرد لأن هذا لم يرد 
لأن هذا لم يرد في الشرع إلا في حق الكافر So the wajhu dalala is the fact that Allah Jalla wa'ala has negated a portion or a share of the akhirah from the magician. The fact that Allah has negated any portion or any share of the hereafter from the magician is an evidence that he is a kafir and a non-believer. Because that can only happen if a person has disbelieved in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is only narrated or mentioned if a person has disbelieved in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then the Shaykh rahimahullah mentioned the next verse, يؤمنون بالجبت والطاغوت قال عمر رضي الله عنه الجبت السحر والطاغوت الشيطان يؤمنون بالجبت والطاغوت They believe in the jibt and the taghut meaning those people that from the Ahlul Kitab. And then Umar radiallahu anhu, in explaining Jibt and Taghut, he says radiallahu anhu, Al-Jibtu al-Sihr, wa-Taghut al-Shaytan. In explaining the verse, he said radiallahu anhu, mentioning this, Al-Jibt, that is mentioned in the verse, is magic, al-Sihr. And Taghut is Shaytan. And Taghut is Shaytan. So what Umar has done here, radiallahu anhu, is he has explained Jibt and Taghut in some of the things that come under it. So he only mentioned some of the things that can come under Jibt and some of the things that can come under Shaytan. And that is, or Taghut, I mean. Some of the things that can come under Daghut. And that is known as Tafsiru Shay Bibadi Afradihi. Tafsiru Shay Bibadi Afradihi. To explain something using some of its parts. To explain something, to explain something using some of the things that come under it. Mathalan, if I say students, and then I name one of the students. Does that may mean that that person that I've named is all of the students? That he's just a part of the students. Naam. So al-jibt lakin, we can give it a definition. We can say al-jibtu kullu batilin. Al-jibtu kullu batilin min qawlin aw fi'lin. أو اعتقاد والطاغوت كل مزخرف كل مزخرف للباطل So Al-Jibt is everything that is false and batil, whether it's a statement, an action, or a belief. 
and Tagut is everything that is beautified or that beautifies Batil anything that beautifies Batil and falsehood so based on that Jibt or Sihr is a type of Jibt because it is something that is false it's an action and statements that are false and Dagut or Shaitan is from the Dagut is from the Dagut and the Dagut that is everything that a person passes beyond its boundaries then the Sheikh says Rahimahullah the second evidence or the third evidence that the tafsir of Jabir anhu qala Jabirun al-Dawaghit the Dawaghit and Dawaghit are everything that a person passes beyond its level its correct level its correct boundaries Kuhanun kana yanzilu alayhim al-shaytan fi kulli hayyim wahid so they are Kuhan, the Dawaghit, are soothsayers or fortune tellers that the shaitan comes to and gives him information. So the Kahin, as we shall see in the third chapter that we're going to take, inshallah, is those that the shaitan comes to. And in every single tribe, they had one. Or in every tribe of the past in Jahiliyyah, they had their own kahin, their own fortune teller or soothsayer or magician. And it was the norm. And any time they would have any issues, they would go to their magician or their sorcerer or their uh, fortune teller or soothsayer and ask him information on things that have happened or things that will occur. On things that have happened and things that will occur. So it was very normal for them to have a sorcerer for every tribe then the sheikh says rahimahullah or mentions the hadith of Abu Hurairah in which the prophet said stay away from the seven deadly sins the seven deadly destructive sins so the sheikh uh, the prophet mentioned the first one which was what a shirk and then a sihr and then as-sihr and then as-sihr so the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam adda an-nabiy sallallahu alaihi wasallam or the mahal shahid from this the hadith of abu huraira in which he said stay away from the seven deadly sins the mahal shahid is adda an-nabiy sallallahu alaihi wasallam السحرة من المبقات عد النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم السحرة من المبقات وما كان موبقا للعبد فهو محرم وما كان موبقا للعبد وما كان موبقا للعبد فهو محرم والحرمة هنا حرمة شرك 
So in this hadith, the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam added sihr or mentioned that sihr is from the destructive sins that destroy a person, and anything that destroys a person is what halal or haram, haram, and the haram that is being referred to here is the haram of shirk, and the haram that is being referred to here is the haram of shirk that takes a person. Outside of the fold of Islam And on that note inshallah we'll stop uh, And carry on After the salah Wallahu ta'ala a'lam wa ahkam Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim Alhamdulillah rabbil alameen Wa salatu wa salam ala ashraf al-anbiya wal-mursaleen Amma ba'd um, so we were on the hadith of Abu Hurairah in which he said that the Prophet said, avoid, stay away from ijtenibu, the seven, stay away from and avoid, do not go near the seven deadly sins. And from those sins is first ashir billahi subhanahu wa ta'ala, to associate partners of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To give the haqq of Allah, the right of Allah Jalla wa'ala to other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the second is what? a sihr The second is a sihr And the sihr that is being referred to here is the sihr that we took in the beginning of the chapter. Which is those things that the spells or incantations or or uh, knots that a magician uses with the aid of, and the help of the shayateen. In order to harm the person that the magic is being performed on. So that is the fourth evidence or the third evidence of the chapter. Then the Sheikh says, Rahimahullah, Wan Jundub Magfuran had to say, Dogbuhu be safe. Wan Jundub Magfuran. What does he mean by Magfur? Attributed to the Prophet, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Attributed. To the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So it says, "Haddu sahiri darbuhu bi saif." Rawah tukmidi wa qala al-sahih anhu al-sahih anhu mawquf. And what does mawquf mean? Huh? Stops at where? The Sahaba. So marfu' is the narration that has been attributed to the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Yani rufia ila nabi sallallahu alaihi has been lifted to the Prophet sallallahu And the mawquf is the narration that stops at the companion. Like when you say marfu' and mawquf, it has no connection to whether it is authentic or not. So you can't say because it is marfu', it is authentic. Why? Because it could be marfu', like it could be weak. So he says. Uh, he mentions that this is mawquf Meaning it's the word of Jundub Jundub ibn Ka'ab Or Jundub al-Khayr He says Haddu sahiri Haddu sahiri The punishment Of the sahir Had is the uquba shari'ya Or al-uquba al-muhaddada Al-uquba al-muhaddada Fishara Had Is the punishment The prescribed punishment In the shari'a so he says, Haddu Sahih, the punishment of the Sahih, Dagbuhu be safe, to strike him with a safe. <coughs> to strike him with the sword. Meaning to kill him. 
Dagbatun, it doesn't mean that you just hit him one time. The meaning behind it, although Dagba means to strike him one time, like, and it doesn't mean that if you strike him and he doesn't die, khalas, leave him alone. Like, it means that his punishment is that he's to be killed. And why is he being killed? Due to the corruption and the chaos that he causes and the harm that he causes to people. That is why the magician is to be killed. And we already studied that in where? The begin, at the beginning of the chapter, we said that his punishment is what? Qatl. His punishment is that he's to be punished, killed. And why is he killed? Due to ghidda, due to apostasy of leaving the religion of Islam. Do we ask him to repent? Yes, we ask him to repent. However, what? His repentance, if he's sincere, is between him and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As for us, our concern is to kill him. And who is the one that kills him? The Hakim, the ruler. The Hakim, the ruler. So, as a disclaimer, obviously, you can't say we're going to take him to Hakim Marshes and we're going to kill the magician. That it is not down to our, it's not down to us to carry out any punishment. Regardless, any of the punishments or the capital prescribed punishments or the shagah, it's not for us to carry out. Even if we were in a Muslim country, it's for the Imam to carry out. Then the Sheikh says, Rahimahullah. Then the Sheikh says, Rahimahullah. The next evidence is what? قال كتب إلينا عمر رضي الله عنه أن يقتلوا كل ساحر وساحرة قال فقتلنا ثلاثة سواحر طيب the narration in Bukhari doesn't actually state and we killed three سواحر and we killed three سواحر نعم نعم لكن the fact that Umar radiallahu wrote to them, commanded them to kill every magician and every male or female magician shows that the punishment of the magician is that he is to be killed or she is to be killed. So where do we take this from? First and foremost, the command of Umar radiallahu anhu. Lakin, what comes with the command of Umar radiallahu anhu? The fact that all of the companions were there. Did anyone go against Umar? La. That is called ijma'. There's ijma'a consensus among the companions that the person that commits sihr uh, is to be killed. Is to be killed. And if it wasn't muharram, then they wouldn't be killed in the first place. Because you cannot spill the blood of a person who is ma'asun unless it is for a sin. So that is Ijma' as we shall see tomorrow insha'Allah. That is the next evidence. The last hadith or the last two narrations was Saha and Hafsa radiallahu anha anna amarat bi qatli jariyatin laha saharatha. So the Shaykh rahimahullah mentions a narration of, of uh, Hafsa radiallahu anha. Now Hafsa she had a jariya, a slave girl who done magic on her, performed magic on her. And then she commanded, Hafsa commanded her nephew, Abdurrahman ibn Zayd ibn Khattab radiallahu anhu, to kill her. So she performed or she implemented 
the command of who? Her father. Umar was her, was her father, sir. She implemented the command of her father. Like in this was during the time of khilaf, uh, the Khilafah of Uthman radiallahu anha. Someone may say, why did she do it? Why didn't she wait for Uthman? Uh, it was commonly known or maybe she had ta'wil or interpreted it the fact that it was her slave and she can do as we, as she wished وَكَذَلِكَ السَّحَرَ عَنْ جُنْدُبْ Also Jundub radiallahu anhu he came across a person who was performing sihr on someone he, on, on, on another person he was saying he was chopping his head off in reality he wasn't chopping his head off lacking he was making it seem to be the case making it out seem to be making it out to be the case and then Jundub radiallahu anhu killed him Chopped his neck off and he said, Let him bring his head back to normality if he's if he's truthful. And Ahmed also said, Radiallahu anhu, and Thalatha, a Thabata, and Thalatha. So where it says, Qal Ahmed, and Thalatha, a Thabata, and Thalatha, Saha, and Thalatha, it was not authentically narrated from three companions of the Prophet, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And who were these three companions? Umar, Hafsa, and Jundub, Radiallahu anhum. Umar, Hafsa. And Jundub radiallahu anhum Taib Misail Important points Explanation of the verse in Al-Baqarah Naam The fact that uh, Allah Jalla mentions That they have no portion in the hereafter No share in the hereafter The person that performs magic Taib Explanation of the verse in Al-Nisa Naam Jibt and Taqut and its meaning Meaning of Egypt wa Taqut And the difference between them Naam The difference between them The fact that Jibt is every statement that is false with regards to whether it's a statement or an action or a belief and the da'ut is everything that beautifies batil for a person shaitan, tawaqeet and so on a ta'ut could be among jinns or humans naam a ta'ut qad yakoon min al-jinn why? because Jundub said what? or Umar said that da'ut is the shaitan, sah? طيب, carry on وَقَدْ يَكُونُ مِنَ الْإِنسَنِ it could be from the bashak, the mankind and where do we get that from? The statement of of the statement of Jabir radiallahu anhu. Kuhan kana yanzilu ala alayhim shaytan. The Kuhan, the fortune teller, Suf says that we shall see in the third, in the second chapter, they are humans, lakin they are from uh, the Tawaqeet. Details of the seven grave destroyers, which are strictly forbidden. The seven deadly sins mentioned in the hadith of Abu Hurairah We only studied what? Two Why did we study only two? Hmm? They're the most relevant to the chapter that we're studying To the Kitab Tawheed that we're studying now And if we were to go to every single one of them we'd, We wouldn't be able to finish the book in, in a reasonable time Sorcerers or magicians are disbelievers? Naam, the sorcerer disbelieves. Why? Because it is not possible for him to perform sihr unless he uses the help, gets the help and the aid of the shayateen. Shaykh Abdul Zakr radiallahu Shaykh Abdul Zakr al-Badak, he narrates a story. A man told him that he had a neighbor. So a man narrated to Shaykh Abdul Zakr al-Badak, that a man said to him that he had a neighbor and his neighbor, his neighbor, was always he was a person that was wealthy, well off. Like in, you'd never see him going to work or anything like that. So this man is telling Sheikh Abdul that he had a neighbor 
this man had a neighbor. His, 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 uh, his neighbor was well off, mashallah. Lacking, he wasn't a businessman. You would never see him doing anything, going to work or anything like that. And the neighbor says, anytime I needed money, he would always help me out and borrow money, borrow me money or give me money and so on. He goes, anyways, after some time, I asked him what he does. And obviously, he's always at home or he's always out and about, like and he doesn't do any work. And he said to him, I'm going to give you some information or I'm going to give you a trick. And you're going to go to this place and you're going to do everything that is requested of you. Because Daib, I'll do that. Then he said, go to the uh, the seaside or go to the beach when it's uh, close to sunset, when the sun is setting or when it's rising, one of the two, go there and stay there and then see what happens. He went there and then as the sun was setting, he heard like a noise, sound speaking to him, telling him obviously what he had come for. And it said to him that you have to do everything that we tell you to do and this you get the reward and so on and so forth. And he said to him, no problem. And he said to him, or the, the sound, the voice said to him, leave off the prayer. Leave off the prayer. And the man was like, anything but that, come on, leave off the prayer. I've never left off prayer since I was a... Since I reached the age of uh, Taklif or puberty Anyway, he left him He left him When he got back, he came He reached his home, his home Where he lived And his neighbor was extremely angry And the shayateen had a go at, the, at him And said, you brought us someone that wasn't willing to Sacrifice What, he, what, what, what was required of him So the shayateen The mahal shahid is the shayateen Will never help a magician or never help a person unless they want do something for them. And that is the case also, the person that disbelieves is the one that asks for magic to be performed on someone as well. So a person may not necessarily be having direct contact with the shayadeen, and this is a masala I never mentioned earlier on, like in even the person that is happy with it, he is also what? A person who has fallen into shirk and disbelief. So method and someone says, go to this person and perform sihr on him for me. The one that is asking is also a kafir. Why? He's happy, he's pleased, and he's facilitated kufr. So for that reason, he disbelieves. <coughs> that the sorcerers and magicians should be executed and no repentance is accepted. No. And that's the opinion of the majority of scholars. Imam Malik, Imam Ahmad and so on. Sorcerers, sorcerers were found among the Muslims during the period of Umar So how about thereafter? So if they were found in the time of Umar Where the companions were, <coughs> were alive Then how about during the time of Shaykh Muhammad Abdul Wahab And how about our time? Tfadl Babu bayani shay'in min anwa'ish sihr Imam Ahmed rahimahullah reported Muhammad ibn Ja'far narrated from Awf from Hayyan ibn Ibn al-A'la, from, from Qatan ibn Qabisah, from his father, that he heard the Prophet Sallallahu say, Verily, verily al-Iyafa, letting birds fly to foretell events, and al-Tarq, drawing the lines on earth to predict events, and al-Tayyarah, taking sight on some object as a bad omen, or Egypt. This, this chapter, the Shir says, Rahimahullah, Babu Bayani Shaykh Min 
anwa' al-sihr. This chapter he's talking about some of the things that come under sihr. Some of the things that have been called sihr in the sharia, lakin they are not the sihr that was mentioned in the last chapter. And he's going to mention some of them. So this chapter, the next chapter and the previous chapter are all connected. So the maqsood of the bab is bayanu, bayanu ashya'a. يشملها اسم السحر لغة يشملها اسم السحر لغة ومنها ما ليس ومنها ما ليس من السحر المعهود ومنها ما ليس من السحر المعهود وسميت سحراً وسميت سحراً لأنها تشبه السحر لأنها تشبه السحر المعهود من حيث الخفاء لأنها تشبه السحر المعهود من حيث الخفاء So the objective of this chapter is that the Shaykh رحمه الله is going to mention some things that come under the general, type, general name of سحر Lakin, it is not from the sihig that we've mentioned in the previous chapter or the sihig that is the norm or that is recognized in the sharia or that is referred to in the sharia as <coughs> using the aid of shayateen. And it has been called sihig, yani these things that the shaykh is going to mention, they have been called sihig <coughs> because it resembles sihig in the fact that it is hidden, in the fact that it is hidden. So the first hadith that the Shaykh Rahimahullah mentions He mentions three things Al-Iyafa Wal-Targ Wal-Tayyara He mentions three things And then he says all of these things are Min al-Jibt They are from Jibt And that is in accordance with the or in line with the definition that we gave Jibt earlier on, everything that is false. So the first thing is Al-Iyafa. <coughs> Al-Iyafa is letting birds fly or freeing or setting off birds and to foretell events based on what direction they go. Letting birds go setting them free and letting them fly and then foretelling events that will happen based on the directions that these birds go to is drawing lines on the sand or drawing lines on sand To predict future events. So they will draw lines and then draw other lines and then wipe them out, draw other lines, and then based on whatever they get, they would say, This is going to happen to you, or this is going to, you're going to experience this, or you're going to witness this in the coming year, and so on and so forth. And what tayyara, 
is to take something as a bad omen. To take something as a bad omen. And there's a whole chapter that the Shaykh will mention soon. So all of these three things are impermissible haram and they are from Jibt. And Jibt is what? Kullu batilin bin qawlin aw fi'lin aw i'tiqadin Everything that is batil or false whether it is a statement or a belief or an action. And then the the the, the, the rawi or the narrator Awf he mentions that al-iyafa is zajru tayyib which has mentioned wal-targh al-khat wal-jibt. And then Hassan said radiyan qala al-Hassan ranna to shaytan. It is the ranna or the sound of shaytan. Is the ranna, ranna to shaitan, meaning the sound or the noise of shaitan. And in some of the books of hadith, it says, innahu shaitan. Not ranna to shaitan, like in innahu shaitan. Innahu shaitan. So the Mahalu Shahid is that the Hadith mentioned three things and let name them to be and describe them as Al-Jibt. And Jibt or Sihr comes under Jibt. Sihr comes under Jibt because it is a false statement or a belief that a person has. As Umar radiallahu anhu mentioned. So these three <coughs> are from Sihr. Then the Shaykh Rahimahullah mentions, and that hadith is weak. And that hadith is weak, like in the meaning is correct. And it has other evidences that uh, that prove that what is meant is authentic. Then the Shaykh says, Rahimahullah mentions the third hadith. وعن ابن عباس رضي الله عنه قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم من اقترب من اقتبس شعبة من النجوم فقد اقتبس شعبة من السحر زاد ما زاد. So the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said من اقتبس نعم من اقتبس whoever learns a part of astrology من النجوم with regards to the stars فقد اقتبس verily he has learnt شعبة من السحر he has learnt a portion or a part of sihr. Zad ma zad. And the more he learns, the more sihr he has learned. The more sihr, the more he practices it and he learns it, the more sihr he has learned. So this hadith, the maqsood or the wajhu dalala is fihi bayanu anna tanjima من صعب لوجود تأثير خفي لوجود تأثير خفي والدعاء والدعاء علم الغيب So the hadith shows that which is astrology and astrology is when a person looks at the stars and says that 
he is foretelling the future or things that will happen and people that will be born or people that will die in that year based on looking at the stars and where they are and where they're falling and so on and that is haram and it is a type of sihr as the prophet sallallahu alaihi mentioned in this hadith and why has it been called sihr because the effect that it has is hidden only this person is claiming to what is claiming to know it and also it is it is sihr because it, this person is claiming to know the ilm al ghaib claiming to know the ilm al ghaib the unseen and we know that only allah jalla wa'ala knows the ilm al ghaib and tanjim the tarif of tanjim is talab ilm al mughayyibati talab ilm al mughayyibati وطلب علم المغيبات بالاستدلال بالنجوم بالاستدلال بالنجوم So the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam called it sihr and that is the connection between the chapter and the hadith then the Prophet said, or the Shaykh mentioned the fourth hadith, which he said, Well, in the hadith of Abu Radiallahu Anhu, Man Aqad Uqdatan, Thumanathatha, Nafatha, Fiha, Fakat Sahara, Woman Sahara, Fakat Ashraka, Woman Talaka Shay, Wukila Ilay. The hadith, the Prophet, or the hadith says that Man Aqad, whoever ties a knot, Thumanathatha, Fiha, and then he blows into it, Fakat Sahara. Verily, he has committed, he has put, he has done sihr, magic. Woman sahara, and whoever commits sihr, does sihr, faqad ashraka. Verily, they have committed shirk al akbar. They have uh, committed shirk, associated partners of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Woman ta'allaka, and whoever connects himself to something, wukila ilayhi. Whoever connects himself to something and relies upon something, then Allah leaves him to be. With that thing, leaves that thing to help him out. Allah Jalla wa'ala deserts him and leaves him due to that thing that he has relied, him, relied upon. The word Huddalala from the hadith is that the Prophet Sallallahu mentioned that whoever ties knots and blows into it, then that is a type of sihr. Then that is a type of sihr. And the sihr that is being referred to here is the sihr of al-isti'anu bil-shayateen. Seeking the help and the aid of the shayateen. And this hadith is ta'if Lakin the meaning is sahih so Authentically is a hadith that is ta'if Lakin It is A weak hadith Then the shaykh says Rahimahullah mentions <coughs> The narration of Abdullah ibn Mas'ud Or he mentions that Abdullah ibn Mas'ud Said that the Prophet Said Ala hal unabbi'ukum bimal adhu so the Prophet said to the companions, the Prophet said to the companions, should I not tell you about what Adha is, which is tail carrying? And he said, he and Namima, it is Namima. Tail carrying and spreading lies between people. Spreading lies between people. So the Prophet ﷺ described it to be Namima. 
And namima is very dangerous because it corrupts the relationship and the connection that people have with one another. So the hadith shows al hadithu yadullu ala anna namimata al hadithu yadullu ala anna namimata. The hadith shows that namima is a form of sihr, noun min al sihri lishtirakihima fil khafai wal ifsad. Lishtirakihima fil khafai wal ifsad. So the hadith shows that namima is a type of sihr. Namima is toe carrying between people. It is a type of sihr. Lakin, is it the sihr that takes a person out of Islam? لا is it the sihr that is the norm or what we studied to be al-istana to be shayateen seeking the aid of shayateen no لكن where does it remember, resemble sihr why has it been called sihr لاشتراكهما في الخفاء they have the in common what they have in common is that they are both hidden and they both cause corruption and chaos so as you know when a person is tail carrying between two people the third party that he's that he's lying about does not know. So it takes place. It is hidden when it is taking place. And the ifsad, the type of corruption that, and chaos that it causes and destruction that it causes is also the same destruction as the sihr, as what the sihr causes. Because with sihr you can destroy someone's life. Likewise with namima or lying between people you can cause them to destroy themselves. You might lie to someone and then they may go and kill that individual that you lied about. Although it was a lie. That's why some of the Salaf they would say, Annamamu yufsidu fi sa'ahatin fi sa'ati or fi sa'atin akthar mimma yufsiduhu as-sahiru fi sana. The Namam, the person who tokars between people and spreads gossip and rumors, he causes more damage in one hour than the magician, the sorcerer, does in a whole year. As a student of knowledge, obviously you should be far, far away from gossip and rumors and lying between people. Rather, the student of knowledge is the opposite. Al-Islah nas To rectify. To rectify that which is between the Muslims. So if you find that people have disputes, you as a student of knowledge should be you should hasten in trying to rectify any issues or problems that they have between them طيب. then the sheikh says rahimahullah walahuma an ibn umar radiyallahu anhu anna rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam qal inna min al-bayani lassihra inna min al-bayani lassihra inna min al-bayani lassihra verily from eloquency or sihr, eloquency is a type of sihr. Verily, eloquency is a type of sihr. So where where is the resemblance? The fact that when a person is eloquent, he's speaking and he might be telling a lie and he may be oppressing someone like him because he puts it in such an eloquent way then the person, the judge, can end up believing him. Like the Prophet ﷺ said, that it may be that one of you is more eloquent than his brother. And the Prophet will only judge based on what he hears between the two people. <coughs> like in whoever takes a share of it, or 
land from his brother or his share or the rights of his brother, then he know that he has taken a part of the fire, as the Prophet said. So that is where eloquency resembles sihr. Uh, having said that, this hadith is it a praise or is it a dispraise for inna min al bayan al sihr? Verily, from eloquence is sihr. Is it a praise or is it this praise? Uh, it depends on the type of eloquency. A person might be eloquent in giving to da'wah, giving da'wah, calling to the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What we're going to say, you're sahib? No. Like, if a person is lying in order to take the right of the people, then that is blameworthy. And that is blameworthy. Fadl. Masaid. Important points. Al-Ayafa, Al-Tarq, Al-Tiyara are three kinds of Al-Jibt. Al-Ayafa, Al-Tarq are explained. And we've explained that. Astrology is a kind of sorcery. Because the person claims to be predicting the future. And Al-Ilm Al-Ghayb is only with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah jalla wa'ala knows the Al-Ilm Al-Ghayb. Tying knots and blowing over them is also sorcery. If... So it's a form of sorcery And if it is with the aid of the shayateen Then that is kufr as well And namima Tailbearing and backbiting Is also a form of sorcery And why is it A form of sihir They have in common what The fact that it is hidden because the person that you're lying about may never find out why you lied about. Like in this person has already cut him off, boycotted him. So he is hidden. And also the facade or the corruption that it causes between the people. Talking sometimes superfluously and eloquently can too be sorcery? Can too be sorcery, see? So sometimes when a person is eloquent, it doesn't always mean what? That it is sihr. It doesn't always mean that it is sihr. We'll stop there, inshallah. We don't have time to go on to the third chapter. Uh, no. uh, no, I'm so th- this was what chapter <coughs> 21 we stopped on 25 hmm? as you can see the, yeah, we're halfway through that which is to come is will take less than that which has proceeded so we might be able to get about four chapters done in one day inshallah